similar to putting a house on the market. You get it cleaned up, might paint it, clean the windows, whatever. But and some of the things that we talk to business owners about can be of a, a simple fix. Welcome to the inaugural Apex Business Advisors podcast. I will be your host, Andy Cavanaugh. I am joined today by the president of Apex Business Advisors, Doug Hubler. Doug, thanks for joining me today on this launch effort. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for um, having me. So the question is, who are we to do a podcast? What qualifies us <laughs> to do a, a podcast? That's what everybody's going to be asking. That's right. I'm sure. So the question so, is, who are you? We are not going to be talking about sports, politics, vaccinations. We're not doing that. No. We'll, We're going to be talking just about business, business brokerage, buying and selling businesses, all the processes going into that. So there's a ton of content. Yeah. And so in, in all seriousness, why did we want to do a podcast? We talked about it for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, there are a lot of ways to reach uh, people out there, business owners or entrepreneurs, and we've done blogs for years, and that reaches a certain audience, and podcasts or videos is another way of reaching people. And, you know, we're trying to get a message out that there's a right way to sell a business, buy a business. We've done it for years. We know how to do it. We, we know how to advise people. So a podcast is just an, another way of getting our stories out. And we've got, and, and I think it's more fun, really, to tell the story in a podcast rather than a blog. Yeah, I agree. Um, from my standpoint, part of the reason that interests me in doing this is that I'm relatively new here with Apex. And when I tell people what I do, I often get response with, I didn't even know that existed. You get kind of a glazed look, right? Yeah. 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 People don't don't particularly know that what the process of buying and selling a business, mm-hmm. what all goes into it. Right. What are the ropes right. to skip? What are the ropes to know? I did not know when I got into this business that there was a business brokerage world, really. And I started a business from scratch because I didn't know that I could have bought a business. And it wasn't until later when that first business, you know, there's, it's a huge risk to start a business from scratch. So um, after a couple of years and, and realizing it was going to take me a long time to be in that business and figure it out, that I came across business brokerage. Yeah, and I was in a similar situation to where I realized that I am probably a better second stage entrepreneur Mm-hmm. Than, yeah, sure. than a first stage. Right. Um, I think most people are. It takes a lot of energy, skill, mm-hmm. effort, belief, money mm-hmm. to, to risk aversion. Yeah. I mean, you've got to just go in and, uh, like you said, you got to believe in yourself, and it usually takes uh, extra capital to get you through the rough periods. And I don't think most people are prepared for that, which is why a lot of businesses fail. Yeah. And so we are business brokers. So maybe right. let's start there. What does a business broker do? And how does a business broker add value to a buyer or seller? Yeah, business brokers, you know, we, we say we're business advisors, 
because we do more than just what people would assume is kind of a broker, that we're just in the middle of a deal between buyer and seller. We facilitate a transaction, which is true. But as advisors, we're really trying to prepare businesses for sale. So if a business owner is looking, you know, even five or 10 years out for retirement, that we're kind of helping them understand what goes into the value of a business. What's the marketability of their business? How does it go to market? So they can be prepared when the time comes. The other thing is accidents happen, illness happens, and sometimes people have to sell on short notice, and most of the time they're not prepared for that. Their business isn't prepared for that. So besides just brokering, we're trying to advise on how the business should be set up from the beginning. Similar to putting a house on the market, you get it cleaned up, might paint it, clean the windows, whatever. But and some of the things that we talk to business owners about can be a, a simple fix um, and just preparation. So it's not, it, can't, it doesn't have to be a huge issue, something to solve that's gonna be a real nightmare for somebody, it usually isn't. But, but they just need to understand what buyers are looking for. Yeah, it's a minor tweak. The, the biggest struggle for us is getting, let's say, clean financial statements from a business owner not two sets of books. We want uh, good tax returns that tell the, the real story, not hidden cash or unreported revenues or excess expenses. Um, so, you know, people who have their lake house expensed on their, on their business is something that we need to take care of that needs to be taken out. Um, and that's just, an, that's just one example, but uh, simple things too, like is there a, is there management in place? Are there layers of people? Is somebody trained? Are they cross-trained? Are there uh, problems with customer concentration? You know, so there there's a kind of a variety of things that we would look at, and probably the last on the list is paint your office. You know, yeah, that's but it is something that we might talk about, but but it's other things are more important. And I want to go back to something you said, you know, you said when you sell a house, Mm -hmm. a lot of the work that we do is similar as opposed to like when your house is on the market, the work that we do is completely confidential. Right. When you're selling your, when you're selling your house, you want the world to know it. Good point. You want, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter. Signs everywhere. TikTok it. Um, (laughs) Wherever. Uh, Signs, you, you have open houses when your business is for sale. You don't want anybody to know. Right. I don't want right. my employees to know. I don't want my customers to know. I don't want my yeah. competitors to know. I certainly, you know, my vendors, because there can be damage done to the business just Absolutely. with the simple fact that it is known that it's for sale. So right. when we do our work, we do a, a lot of blind marketing until we get prospective buyers under a non-disclosure. Yeah, that's a real good point and something that I didn't even think about because in our world, it's just normal is the confidentiality, Um, you know, and you mentioned customers or vendors and, you know, employees, if they, if they think their business, the owner's business is for sale, the company they're working for, people are scared of change without even really understanding maybe the potential benefit of a sale. People might just quit just because they're afraid. So we, we really have to keep it under wraps. And we also see it on the other side, too, to where they have a, uh, perhaps they do have a 
great role in the organization and this high sense of importance, and they hold up the, got leverage. the, the seller and the prospective Good, buyer right. as far as like, well, that look, if, if I'm going to, mm-hmm. if you're going to buy this business, I'm going to, I'm going to need 20% raise from you and I'm going to need a, <laughs> gonna need uh, a bonus. I'm going to need you. a bonus from you. <laughs> um, and we do see deals fall apart with that. So th- we understand that and that confidentiality and how to maintain and navigate through those things. You know, and I think the other value that we're bringing is, this kind of seems um, very, very basic to say, but relationships. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that I come with, both on buy side and sell side, that I come across that they don't have an attorney. Right. They don't have an accountant. They don't have a financial advisor. Where am I going to get my financing? And we also have those relationships and that knowledge of uh, talk to this person, don't talk to right. them. Don't right. talk to this person. So Yeah. And a- another big difference in our world from real estate is we have a fiduciary responsibility to the seller in most cases. There are times we're working for the buyer, but in most cases we're working for the seller, selling their business. But because of all the confidentiality, we are working with the buyers also. So the the seller's our client, the buyer's customer. And so we have to we have to have that trust built between all parties, and why we disclose everything, everything that's material to the business. If the seller isn't disclosing it, we're disclosing it. In in real estate, you may have a completely different broker, a different company working for the buyer, and a different company working for the seller. Here, in the in the business brokerage world, it's typically one office handling both sides of the transaction. The majority of our business comes from referrals, and that means not just the professionals you were talking about, attorneys, accountants, and financial advisors, but also repeat business, people buying multiple businesses, or somebody bought one and five years later they want to sell it and they felt comfortable with us, we did a good job, they come back to us. So how do we conduct business? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really important for us to have as much information about the business as possible, information that we can share with uh, the potential buyer once they've signed a confidentiality agreement. But we, and you can see this on our website, our core values, but we live by the golden rule. And, and it's kind of like, we, won't, we will treat others like we want to be treated and what's fair for everybody. And we want, we're not looking to gouge anybody or take advantage of anybody. We want to be able to, uh, somebody buying a business to be successful, and we also want the seller to, to get what they deserve out of a business sale. So that's a huge part of it. And um, telling the truth is always at the top for us, is that we, you know, like I said before, if there's something material in the business that would impact a buyer, we want it disclosed. And we want the seller to disclose it and not leave it up to us to disclose. But things that might be material, a key employee that's getting ready to walk out the door, or the seller losing a, a key customer that's going to be a material impact to the business. Those kinds of things need to be disclosed. Yeah. Competitor opening a shop up right across the street, right. that's right. locked down the road, yeah. you know, things like that. that Because it's going to surface, mm-hmm. 
And mm -hmm. we prefer to have those things surface sooner rather than later. We prefer to have the information available when it's known, not right. Right. get to the closing table. Hey, oh, and realize, by the way, yeah, by yeah. the way, uh, the uh, Walmart just opened up right across right. the street, right. and uh, they've got this 30,000-square-foot liquor department. And yes. this liquor store I just sold you. That's across the street. I'm sure it'll be fine. Another big one is, and we, we don't sell a lot of gas stations and convenience stores. We have, but Quick Trip coming in right across the street yeah. uh, is going to impact the business. No matter what, it's going to happen. So those kinds of things need to be so, talked about. So you mentioned kind of, we talked a little bit about the businesses that we in passing there, what what type of businesses do we generally help people buy and help people sell? Like, Typically, I'd say most of the businesses that we are involved in tend to be business-to-business -business services. We do um, sell HVAC and plumbing and electrical businesses, uh, landscaping, and, and that kind of thing. So all industries, almost every industry that we touch. Yeah, so part of the, the way that I kind of sometimes describe it is... Uh, you know those things that you see on Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? Yeah. We sell a lot of those businesses. Right. You don't really think about them, but my mm -hmm. goodness, they make a lot of money. Right, um, right. And they're they're profitable businesses. Because they're they're kind of the unknown. I mean, they're, they're behind the scenes. People don't know about them, and the margins are great. And if everybody knew how, how good the businesses were, there may be more competitors. So it's not like they're trying to, to, to let everybody know about it. We haven't really mentioned our firm too much. Yeah, and one of the interesting things that I, when when I started that through the first few deals that, that I noticed was like a team kind of forms with broker, buyer, and seller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that right. was also, you know, we kind of talked about what's the difference between us and a real estate agent is that, you know, you, you buy a car from somebody, you meet them at the bank, you sign the title over, you make right. sure you're, you're, the money that the money's that, real. That the uh, the check is real. Uh -huh. um, you know, with a with a business, there's this transition period after you sell the business. So you're going to see this person. Right. That's right. Um, That's right. For a period of time after. And so the thing I noticed in, you know, the handful of deals that right out of the gate was mm -hmm. just this almost the financials mattered, of course. Right. But it was the relationship and the cohesion of can these people, do they like each other? There's, Can they the work together? The relationship is huge. The a, trust yeah. factor involved in, in these transactions is huge. And so you have to know a, a business owner doesn't have to sell to anybody that puts it up an offer. The seller decides who they want to sell to. And that's, a lot of it is just personal. Can they get along with this person? Same with the buyer. The buyer's going to interview the seller. They may like the business, but they may not really care for the seller their personalities don't match so the deal would probably fall apart yeah. in the long run so before before closing so that relationship's critical to get to the closing yeah because we see the owner sticking around anywhere from two weeks to two months you know often oh, sometimes yeah. longer sometimes longer um, you know right. with a franchise it's going to be right. on that front end and then you know with a highly technical job or yeah I just uh, closed a deal at the end of the year where the owner's going to stay on committed to stay on for a year to, to train and transition and it's a very personal type business and it's a great relationship it's a great deal well as we move our podcast on 
what do we plan on talking about throughout this uh, throughout I this think, show? I think what's going to be important, besides just talking about how wonderful we are, which and, we are, and, and probably the best in the in the country. I mean, world. B- besides that, uh, I think it's important for people to to get a, a flavor for actual transactions, how deals happened, maybe why deals fell apart, so that people are learning from that. We've got some great stories and. Sometimes it's like watching a, a train wreck. You can't take your eyes off. You're kind of wondering what's going to happen next. So some of those stories. And then um, how business owners can prepare, what to expect in the process, both buyer and seller. My hope is is that people listen to this podcast and really kind of know that people like us exist mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can help with the, the buying and selling of a business. Um, because I right. think that our experience can really help make for a smooth process that saves and gets people a lot of money. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I do. Th- I I see a lot of people trying to do a uh, a DIY on these, and we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen yeah. the disasters, and that's probably yeah. something else we can share. Yeah. It's it's not just going to be me sitting here. We're going to be able to talk to other other advisors in the office. And maybe we'll be able to talk to customers or clients after they've gone through a deal and we can kind of talk about, you know, what the experience was, what was like, and, you know, what did they learn? What were they not anticipating? You know, those kinds of things could be interesting. Well, we hope that you guys will join us every week. You know, if you do want to get more information about Apex, you can go to our website, as Doug alluded to earlier. It's at kcapex.com. Um, You can always call our office here at 913-383-2671. The website's generally the best way to get in touch with us. It's got our emails and and all of that. Um, I'm Andy at kcapex.com. Doug's D-H-U-B-L-E-R at kcapex.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn. Until next week, we look forward to it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.